Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on so you get all of our content, not just on the heat, but the other teams in town. Also, make sure you subscribe to Off the Floor. You get direct texts from myself, Greg, Alex, and Brady to your phone. You do not even need to go on X or whatever Twitter is called these days. Directly to your phone. Again, exclusive Q&As, insider reports, strategy sessions. We do all that stuff on Off the Floor. It's at, it's at excuse me, winno.app backslash off the floor. That's W-I-N-N-O dot app backslash off the floor also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network our guy danny i know he subscribes to off the floor you can find him at all pro construction builders that's all pro construction builders.com hurricane season not only is it as it started but there is literally a storm developing in the atlantic right now get the storm windows don't wait to the last minute for your shutters he can do that for you too but make sure you get the impact windows and doors from our guys over at all pro construction builders at all pro constructionbuilders.com. Check them out. Mention five reasons. You get a discount on your overall order. Also, they do the additions and the renovations. Danny, he runs a family business. They use locally made products, American made products based in Miami, but they also service all the way down to the Keys and all the way up to Broward. So check them out at All Pro Construction Builders, allproconstructionbuilders.com. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, here's today's floor plan. We're going to abandon this podcast and just do a spaces. We'll have uh, our guy Trilly ask Tyler Hero to join. No, we're not going to do that, although that's what went on on Twitter tonight. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at the Five Reasons Sports. Got Brady. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. And Alex, you can follow at Tropical Blanket. Greg has the night off. We were going to do a strategy thing tonight. We will do more of those as we go forward. But really, I just kind of want to vent. (laughs) So I brought Alex and Brady on here to be my foils on this. It is very rare. It is very rare, guys, that something Stephen A. Smith says about the NBA or anything else moves me in some way. But he actually got this right. And I think he got it right because he'd prefer to be in Miami during the finals than anywhere else or South Beach, as he says, even though none of us actually go to South Beach anymore. Um, I'm just going to read a quote from Stephen A. And then we're going to play off of this because we are going to do a Dame episode. And we're going to do a Dame episode, even though nothing seems to be really happening right now, except for people criticizing Dame's decision. And a lot of people on X, I'm sorry, Twitter, whatever it's called, uh, a lot of people on X – uh, maybe they're on X, a different kind of X. 
Alex is shaking See, you can't change the name of Twitter to X because you know what's going to come up. It's. I didn't it's even know be- this was a thing that's happening. It is a thing that's happening, apparently, and that's we run into all kinds of pitfalls and vices here now that now that Elon is is changing the name and destroying about billions in brand value. I but here I'm going to read this quote from Stephen A. Uh, this comes in from Drew Star. If you don't follow him, follow him at Drew underscore Star. He's kind of been the chronicler of this entire situation. Uh, if you don't follow that Twitter account, he's listening to every podcast, Portland. Boston, Miami, he never quotes us, but he quotes everybody else out here and he puts it out there for Heat fans. So here we go. This is from Stephen A. He quoted him today. I respectfully want to submit to folks in the industry who have been critical of Dame. Shut the hell up. That's my best Stephen A. He gave Portland 11 years. People are acting like Dame is doing something wrong by telling you literally where he wants to go. It's not a crime. He's earned the right. And then this this says... um, Another one, Portland, you can move on from Dame. Now, you don't do it for just Tyler Hero. By the way, we've never said they do it for just Tyler Hero. But Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, three or four picks. Excuse me, you can make that happen because you ain't gonna no damn you ain't going no damn where anyway for the foreseeable future if you're the Blazers. Okay, so this pissed a lot of Blazer fans off because their whole point, guys, is Joe Cronin doesn't have to do anything. He can literally sit on his hands and let Dame come to camp. And we've talked about it, that we think Dame at some point may need to stomp his feet or do an interview with Chris Haynes to get this thing moving. But here's the thing about it. And I tweeted this today, and then everybody from Boston and Portland jumped on my mentions. I said, this is only an issue because Dame said Miami. Right? Because James Harden is acting much worse than Dave Lillard is right now. And he's not even half the player. I'm sorry, that stupid ringer list that's still at hard in the top 20. He's not a top 40 player for me. Okay? He's acting much worse. But, Alex, it's only Dame that is getting the bleep right now. Right? Yeah, feels like it. It feels like two very similar situations in the sense of, like, two, you know, high-caliber all-stars. One we think is a lot better than the other at this point in time. But guys who have you know been big names and big time players for a long time now right and both of them are asking to go to one team both of them are asking to go to quote unquote big markets uh you know kind of glamour cities when it comes to miami and la um and both of them are trying to form big threes in a way right like harden is going over there or you know trying to get over there so he can be the third um even though he's gonna have the ball in his hands plenty of times there seems to be a lot of parallels to these situations. So it is a good point by you to kind of question why is one getting all that heat, no pun intended, and and the other one isn't. And I think it comes down to, I guess it, I guess it comes down to other than just a lot of media members and fans not wanting to see that happen in Miami. I think the heat were just in the finals. They were in the finals in 2020. They were in the conference finals game seven last year, as we always talk about. The Clippers haven't really done anything with with that core of theirs. It's just it's been a, a team in theory on paper since they put it together. They're never able to be healthy when it matters most. You know, shout out to Paul George for squeaking them into the conference finals um, a couple of seasons ago. But other than that, they haven't had much playoff success whatsoever. And I think that's and also I think people realize that Dame is way but way better than Harden is at this point. But otherwise, it just feels like a lot of people kind of crying and whining for no reason because 
this is just the landscape of the NBA at this point, right? I, and the other thing that separates these situations, Damon Harden, from other times where players have asked out in the past is asking for one team. And I think that's where people get really like, I, I don't know, they get really whiny about it just because it, it kind of lowers the, the trade market. And then it puts these teams in situations where, um, you know, there's not going to be a bidding war. So you're probably going to get both of these guys relative to who they are for cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I don't know, like I, it's a it's an unusual situation in that way. But at the end of the day, right, this is the landscape of the NBA. Now, the modern NBA star doesn't leave through free agency anymore. The modern NBA star leaves through trade requests. And it's kind of a win win because the other team can now get stuff in return. Right. right. Instead of how it was in the past where guys would just walk and you would get nothing. Like I understand, for example, with the big three stuff, the Cavs and the Raptors got some stuff in return in the sign and trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the, you know, as you guys have talked about, uh, the heat wanted to get the big three, the six years that they were eligible for. They had to do, they had to trade the picks in order to do that. If they would have not done those sign of trades, the Cavs and the Raptors wouldn't have got a single day. Correct. Oh, and we just, we just lost your mic. Cause you're, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're hitting your button, but no, you're right. And, and I, I want to jump in here with one thing. Uh, Carmelo asked for just one team when he was with Denver. Like, this is not – I was trying to go back in time and think about it. He asked for just one team. Now, he didn't end up screwing the Nuggets only because he was impatient because he could have left in free agency that year, but he decided to press it, and as a result of pressing it, Denver ended up getting Mozgov and Wilson Chandler and Gallinari. Who was the front uh, office in, in New York when, when they pulled off the mellow trade? It wasn't IT. I mean, not IT. Isaiah, right? Um, Isaiah, I think was already no, gone. I think by that it was, wasn't it Donnie Walsh? I believe I, I I'll have to go back and check. But I was Masai in Denver. Masai was in Denver, yes. For for that trade, yes, yes. So, but 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 here he, here's the whole thing about it. He's not the these are not the first guys to ask for one team. But if we're going to compare Harden and Lillard, it seems like the situation is being treated differently for two reasons. One, one asks for Miami. National media doesn't like it. I'm sorry. We don't have a persecution complex about this. We are persecuted. Okay. There's a big difference. There is a definite bias against Miami. Nobody cares if he goes to the Clippers. And we're talking about this, about Harden going to Clippers. Here's the other thing. Okay. We talk about, okay, they haven't been able to put it together. Nobody had an issue with Paul George going to play with Kawhi at the time. It's just, it just so happens that that trade ended up being a bad trade for the Clippers because they gave up a guy who is now a top 15 player in Shea Gilgis Alexander and a million picks, but nobody had an issue with it. And here's the thing on pedigree alone, if we're not talking about injuries, most NBA fans would say, who's better Jimmy and Bam or Kawhi and PG. The majority of uh, fans would point the glamor being the Clippers. So Harden is actually asking to a more star studded situation than Lillard is. And additionally, Lillard has done nothing wrong his entire time with Portland, whereas Harden is now asked out of three teams. Okay? Like, so why is it that Dame is getting the bleep here and Harden is not? And I'm going to read this, and Brady, I'm going to turn this over to you. And this is from on Twitter. Um, I don't even know. Jamin, I guess, eight. Uh, name goes by Justin. But that's the that's the uh, the tag here. I want to make sure I, I get it right. J-A-M-E-N-S-H-8. He tweeted this today, and we found it. Dame's teammates by games played. 
Okay. He says people idolize Kobe for staying with the Lakers. Why is Dame getting the blame for giving his organization, the team that drafted him a chance to build around him? They could have at least swung for a trade. Here are the number of games. Okay. That various Portland players have played with Dame. This is the top 20 list. There are literally guys on here. I do not know who they are. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go through it. Okay. CJ McCollum, his best friend on that team and his backcourt mate, 572 games who they traded by the way. Okay. And is still playing at a near all-star level. Number Four two. Picks. Yes. Right. Exactly. Number two in games played with Dame Lillard. Number two, Myers Leonard. 400 games played. 400 games played with Myers Leonard. That is the teammate he has played the most with. Of course, Myers is no longer there. That is the teammate that they put him with all that time. Third, Al I mean, honestly, you could just end it right there after Myers at number two. (laughs) It it literally gets worse. Al Farouk Amino, Aminu, okay, who actually has a 54% winning percentage with 55%, who was a decent role guy for a little while. But number four, Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless, who I think scored seven points in his entire Heat career when he was here. Mo Harkless, 286 games, right ahead of Yusuf Nurkic, 285 games. They're trying to salary dump Nurkic. He has played the fifth most games with Dame Lillard over the course of their careers. I'm going to keep going. Batum, okay, good NBA player, sixth overall. Anthony Simons just got there, seventh overall. Alan Crabb. I never even learned how to pronounce his name, is eighth. Everybody talks about how much he played with Aldridge. He's ninth on that list. Marcus has been gone a while. Evan Turner, one of the biggest top five busts in NBA history. Wesley Matthews, good player. Okay, fine. Okay, but not a superstar. Ed Davis, Noah Vonley, Zach Collins, Joel Freeland, Robin Lopez, it's not even the right Lopez. Nasir Little, Will Barton, Pat Connaughton. Who the hell is Jake Lehman? He's 20th on this list. Does anybody know who Jake Lehman is? Yeah, Alex, you know. He played for the Blazers and then Minnesota for a little while. I don't think he's in the league anymore. This is the top 20 list. Like Paul Pierce was complaining about who he played with. Okay, and we'll do a Paul Pierce episode. Brady. How I'm sorry, I can't do you 14 minutes in, but I'm I'm furious about all this today. Like, how did how did the Blazers justify this? And, and and Joe Cronin has been there the whole time. Like he wasn't he wasn't promoted to a certain role till 14. And he I just looked up his background today. He wasn't promoted to run uh you know to be interim GM until 21. But he's like the Chris Greer of the Portland Trailblazers. If you're familiar with this as a Dolphin fan where Greer was with the Dolphins forever, but never got any responsibility for anything. It's only in the past three or four years that he was put in charge. How do they justify this? It's funny going through that list because you see one of the things that it seemed to make people mad is the fact that he signed the contract. So this isn't a decision. If you sign a contract, you're locked in. You can't make these moves. Well, the, <laughs> the whole idea was like, this is my top 20 guys that I've played with. The goal here when I sign this contract is that you make this list look a lot better by the time this contract is up, or at least halfway through the time this contract is up. Uh, 
And they didn't do that. They literally, all the things we've talked about, I feel like all the way through this run is the fact that they used that pick. They did all these things. They did not make the team better. And here we are. Uh, so yeah, the, the opinions are funny. I think the fact that the, you guys talk about the one team thing is funny. That makes people mad. And the fact is like, even if the players that haven't given one team team, the players that have given multiple teams, usually the other teams that they give aren't really like on the table. Like, like the heat weren't in the mix for Jalen Brunson. Like the, these teams, just cause you throw multiple teams out there. Like he could have said the heat, the wizards and the Timberwolves. And we could have just been like, Oh, well he's, He's kind of monitoring all these different things. But in reality, he went to the Portland and said, I really want to be in Miami, but here's just some other things we could throw around there that, like all these other kind of players do. In reality, every player has told the team their preference. Like that, this is not anything new that we're seeing. It's just the fact that the reporters that are out there that are close to the situation are saying the one team because it just – they're not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. It makes the most sense. He went on a literal – random podcast and was talking about bam and the heat if he was in a situation go to the heat like this isn't something to keep from anybody everybody's aware of this situation so it's just funny to see the different reasons <laughs> to your point that you that you, people come up with for the reason this is all wrong uh i know there were the the ringers in the mix just because all the boston stuff i know keeps coming up and they keep pushing i think austin rivers i think dame like put it on his story today with with uh austin rivers going on and on about the situation and why it's wrong they're just going to keep finding new new reasons why it is. Uh, but it's funny to see it just because the, con the the one I started with, I just really think is funny. The contract thing like this is like 1974 again. Like we're just because you signed a contract, you can't move. We've been talking about players league for years and years. Oh, and that years. guy These from players. CBS Sports dot com that, that that and I don't want to mention specific reporters names here. But <laughs> the, 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 the one who's in there saying that if you don't honor a contract, leagues can't survive. And I'm like, the NFL seems to be doing OK. Um, no one has ever honored a contract in the NFL. Like literally the contracts mean nothing and, and they've done fine. I want to throw this back at you, Brady. So let, let me throw you a hypothetical because let's see if it's Miami or if it's the one team thing, right? Let's say Joel Embiid. Okay. Walks into Daryl Morey's office and says, listen, I'm out. Okay. Which do you think the national media would react better to? If he says, I only want to go to the Knicks. Okay, so one team, but it's New York. I only want to go in the Knicks, which, by the way, there's a lot of smoke about that right now, okay? Or he says, I only want to go to the Knicks or Miami. Which do you think the national media will throw more of a hissy fit about? Because I think it's about going to the Knicks or Miami. I think if he says, I just want to go to the Knicks, okay, all of the national media folks who love taking the train to New York are going to say, Oh, no, that's good. He should play at the Mecca. I know Stephen A. will say that. I, I bet you even the ringer says that, even though they're Boston-based, right? Totally. I mean, do, do I mean agree with that? Is the problem the one team or is the problem Miami? The problem is not the one team. The problem is Miami, okay? I'm sorry. That's it. And it comes back to if LeBron had said anything else on July, whatever it was, 8th, 2010, if he had said New York, if he had said L.A., he met with the Clippers. He met with Sterling. Okay, he met with Dolan. Okay, he met with all of them. If he had said Poker it, off. right, there would not have been a damn issue with it. It's that he said Miami. We don't deserve him, right? Nobody works down here. I was up in Cleveland for that year, okay, or a lot of that year. Everybody's like, oh, nobody works. We're a blue-collar town. We know what that means. That's code, 
Okay, I'm sorry when you talk about Cleveland. We don't deserve it. Okay, we're a little too diverse. I just think that that's what this is about. It's about Miami. It's about this idea that we don't deserve it. It's this thing that all the guys like Termini and all the rest of this go to. I'm sorry, I am naming names about the crowds and leaving early. But all of that is bullshit. You take a look at the at. I go to arenas all around the country. I've been to 29 of the 30 NBA arenas. Okay, where well, I guess there's only 29 because they they share one. Okay, I've been to all but one. And in every single arena, fans leave early, including in Boston, including in New York, which, by the way, until this year was let's go heat chance all the time. But we are the only ones who get it down here. Alex, what is it about the one team or is it about Miami? Did you say we? I don't I don't I never. But in this case, (laughs) it's not about me being a fan of the organization. It's about like (laughs) basic fairness here in the way these situations are treated and a lack of double standards that should be applied, but there are double standards everywhere. Anyway, is it the one team or is it Miami, Alex? Um, I think it's Miami. I think everything you're talking about, it, it, it points to, I don't know why I, I would love to kind of dig down into that. Not necessarily for a podcast, but I would love to know why just people get so I, I'm, I'm trying to censor myself for this, for this, like, they get their their undies in a twist, right? <laughs> I guess the best way for me to put it. Like, I, I don't know why it, it triggers people so much. I, like, for example, you were talking about if Joel Embiid asked for just the Knicks or Knicks and Heat. What about the situation if he just asked for the Heat, right? Let's say there's a scenario that he fumbled the dang thing, disaster. You know, a, a season goes by, the Sixers losing the second round or earlier again. And Embiid is asking out, and it's only Miami, and it's kind of the you know the sequel to this Dame thing. Oh my God! Like I, people would lose their minds. People would mm-hmm. absolutely lose their minds if that was the case, especially after a year of which is going to happen. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be in the background all season. Oh, does Embiid want to play here anymore? Is he going to end up on the Knicks? Especially like after we find out what actually happened with this Harden thing, right? Like if they trade him, they don't get another kind of uh star player in return and you know he he has to just lift up a bunch of dudes who are nowhere near his level i think that's gonna come crashing down sooner than later and so yeah i i think you know i kind of come back to it's miami but why though why is it just like other than you know like you said uh media members who are based in in the northeast want to take the train up to new york uh, they they want to see the Knicks be relevant because quote unquote the NBA is always better when the Knicks are relevant or whatever. I, I I don't really get it. I don't really get it. And wait, Ethan, I was gonna throw at you. You mentioned the Knicks and Heat uh, example. Isn't that kind of what Donovan Mitchell was? I'm just I was just about to go there because that's next. <laughs> because no, that's next. You know what? Let's do that after the break. I just wrote Mitchell's name down because there was development on that today, and I'm telling you, there's going to be a double standard with that one also. Okay, but I do want to mention. Something. Um, if you've got leaks, not the kind of leaks that come out of Portland to Woj, but the kind of leaks in your house. Okay, you've got mold, you got water damage, you got all that kind of stuff. Check out Water Cleanup of Florida. Go to wcufl.com, wcufl.com. Reach out to Michael Robert, his entire team, huge Miami Heat fans, but you'll be fans of them for cleaning up your place. They'll you'll be even bigger fans of them if you sign up for their preventative program. Uh, you can get on their priority list, uh, their hurricane priority list, which is really cool because. Again, you don't want to count on the insurance companies after the fact, right? 954-579-0356. Fully licensed, insured, and certified building contractor. If you got damage that needs to be addressed, 
Water Cleanup of Florida handles it all from start to finish. They can do everything again with their membership program, maintenance tips, service plan, annual inspections, hurricane priority service, air quality testing, and more. They are based in Boca Raton. But again, you can find them at WCUFL.com. They service the entire area. Um, They were out helping folks on the west coast of Florida after the last uh, big storms. They got more than 70 plus five-star reviews on Google. So check them out. Again, Michael's Personal Cell, 954-579-0356 or WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they've got the guts. We also want to mention Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN, and that's where you can bet legally. That's right, legally. It's not that offshore stuff. You're betting against others who use the product. You can also find the line that you want. So go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN, get your $20 to play, and then you can enter into our tournaments and our polls as well. And congratulations uh, to our winners. Want a box of cigars for our free agency contest. So check it out, betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Brady, I'm glad you mentioned Donovan Mitchell because Tim Bontemps um, from ESPN was on the Hoop, Co- Hoop Collective pod. And he said flat out, and by the way, um, Windhorse has kind of suggested similar things. We know about Brian's ties in Cleveland, that Donovan's not going to end up signing an extension with the Cavs, right? Well, we know where Donovan wants to play, right? I mean, is it possible in a year Donovan doesn't want to play in Cleveland anymore and he demands to go to one place, which is, again, New York? because that is where he wanted to play originally. And I know there was talk about Miami and we got into it with Donovan a little bit. New York is the place that he wants to play. If he demands a trade to New York next year, a year before he's going to hit the market again, is everybody going to jump all over his ass? Or are they basically going to say, no, didn't work out for him in Cleveland. And, you know, he belongs in the Mecca. The thing is, I don't really care what they have to say. I care more about the fact that these other other front offices are going to be looking at the fact what if we trade for a Dame and all of a sudden he wants Miami, but then he goes to this other team one year in, he may, he may ask us to go trade to Miami again. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that matters more than the, the narrative that's going to be around it, which you're 100% right to your point. It's going to be like that. Uh, everybody's going to be happy for him landing it in, in a great spot in a great situation, hyping up this upcoming backcourt and Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, it's just going to be absolutely amazing. But the, I, I just really think that if, if that was to play out, that I think puts more things in Miami's direction than anything, just because that, that sets an absolute perfect example for what could happen if the, why these other teams would push their chips in for a guy that doesn't want to be there. That's a good point, Alex. Like if you are one of these teams, okay, because uh, Cronin's options are basically keep him, trade him to Miami you know, on 75 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar, whatever it is that he ends up getting or trade him somewhere else. But Aaron Goodwin has kind of made it clear. He's not going to play anywhere else. Gary Payton spoke to Ira prior to the big three. I was actually going to try to talk to Gary about this yesterday. I saw that Ira had already done it. Of course, Gary shares an agent with Dame. He was his first superstar client. The Heat have had dealings with Aaron before. 
Uh, he's also had Damon Stoudemire and some other really good players, but he doesn't have a ton of clients. And Gary Basie said the kind of things you would expect Aaron Goodwin to say. Dame expects to be in my, I mean, it almost felt like Gary was speaking for Dame through uh, via his agent who he's still close to, uh, you know, saying he, you know, he Miami's a great spot for him. He should want to play for Pat Riley and all the rest of this stuff. Um, but the, the option is to go against what Aaron Goodwin wants to go against what Dame wants to go against what makes common sense and to just send him somewhere. If you were a general manager, would you take the risk of, of giving up significant assets for a guy who, even if he reports, Brady's got a point, may pull a Donovan Mitchell and say, I don't want to stay there for the length of my contract. Now, maybe the team doesn't want to pay Dame $61 million or anything at the end, but you would think if you're acquiring him, you're acquiring him to be a superstar for your organization. Would you make the trade if you're another GM? Flat out, no. And I understand, you know, we want Dame to end up here. So, of course, right, everybody – Somebody from the outside will watch this thinking, of course, they're going to say that. But in reality, if I'm Joe Cronin, like the context that you were talking about earlier in the show, you know, the guy has worked his whole career to get to this point, you know, building his way up through the Blazers organization. Shout out to him. Right. Great job. You finally did it. And it's bad timing. It's bad timing. Right. Like you you got the gig towards the, the later stages of Dame being here. You kind of bluffed your way through multiple press conferences throughout the years where you're saying that everything is about building a win-now team around Dame. Maybe, maybe that was the case. And like you said before, it's not about intention. It's about result. Mm-hmm. They weren't. The results were not only were they not able to swing any trades to help Dame, they traded away helpful players. And, you know, I said earlier in the show, they, they traded CJ for picks. Not only picks, they traded him for Josh Hart as well, who they traded earlier this year to the Knicks to a, mm-hmm. to a different playoff team. Um, and just trading away helpful guys. That's what they've done. That's what they've done. They've already head start head started that rebuild. I've meant, I've made that point before, but it's like you already have the franchise centerpiece who already, who plays the same exact position as Dame, who's 19 years old. You drafted Shaden Sharp, at, uh, I, I believe, at 18 or 19 years old. Mm. Like all you've done is add teenagers this these past couple of seasons, and you've been a bad team to do so. Like they've just been flat out bad. Then you come to this point where. You know, Goodwin and Dame have made it so clear. I don't want to play anywhere else. You're screwed. You are cornered. There is no other market, and the Heat are playing hardball with you. Maybe you know, maybe you get the Heat to blink, and and throw in an extra asset or two. I don't know how. Maybe you do it right. Maybe the Heat just are tired of of doing this. They don't want to head into training camp with um, a frustrated Tyler. Whatever. I think that's their best bet. I think you know, trying to see if you can get a real offer out of somebody else. It's going to be fruitless. I don't think people are going to put together a real offer that's going to end up beating what the Heat have put out on the table because that would require several picks, not to mention the salary filler, which is a lot to consider because you have to throw in so much contract-wise um, if you're another team to match the name salary. So I'm already skeptical that that they will be able to find a competitive offer, not, not to mention – you know. But if you're one market. of those GMs, Alex, like if you're one of those GMs, like let's say mm-hmm. – okay, let's say you're – Boston? Well, Boston he definitely doesn't want to be there, right? And I obviously the Jalen Brown, but, but let's use another example. Let's look out west, okay? And let's say, let's say OKC, okay? So, so let's say, let's say you've got a ton of talent in OKC, right? I mean, th- that franchise has one big under Sam Presti. They didn't win a championship, but they came damn close. They probably should have won multiple titles, honestly, with the players that he drafted in the last go round, right? He drafted three Hall of Famers in the top five, three consecutive seasons, okay? So now he's got a new crew. Okay, 
he's got SGA, he's got Chet, he's got, I mean, the, the other kid, what's his name? The uh, the first round pick from Jalen. They they've got they've got a really nice young core. Let's say that they could put together a package. Presti's like, look, this is the guy I'm going all in for. I'm going to fast track this whole thing. I'm going to put him in the backcourt with SGA, and we're going to try to. If it, I mean, if you're Presti, would you even do that if you thought like Dame after one year is going to say, I don't really want to be here, right? Like uh, Brady, what are you thinking here? I was going to say, let me ask a question from the other angle. So let's say this starts out with Dame saying, I want to be in Boston and only Boston. Mm-hmm. Are we sitting here talking from Miami's perspective, saying they should go and cash in their chips and go all in on Dame? Like if it's a scenario, the oh, same scenario. No. That's a good point. I would say no. Because if he said we, we don't, he doesn't want to play for any other franchise, he wants to go to the Boston Celtics and the Boston Celtics only, I just – we can talk about from our perspective because we would be saying – probably saying Dame it would fit well and all this stuff. But from the front office's perspective, I just – I can't see it. Well, the Heat might have – but the Heat have the track record and the hubris to believe that they could probably convince him once he got there True. that it's the right place. But I can tell you there are 25 organizations in the league that should not think that way. Like my, Miami – And the Thunder are one of them, for sure. And the Thunder are one of them, as is Utah, which is another example that I was going to use. Like there are teams out there that probably could put packages together that would be more attractive than what Miami – But that's is. the thing, right? Picks, but, but it's just – but I'm just saying like how many organizations in the league could convince a guy who doesn't want to be there to stay? Look, Toronto, which I consider to be a top Won a damn NBA title. City, they won a damn title and couldn't convince him to say. Now, they got the title out of it, but they but with Kawhi, they couldn't convince him to stay. I consider that to be a top 10 city. A lot of guys in the NBA do, actually. It's it's sort of under the radar. But how many, how many organizations? I mean, Miami, the Lakers, maybe one of the Texas teams. I wouldn't say San Antonio necessarily, but Dallas, you know, maybe. I, I mean, how many teams could actually – can convince you that it's the right place to be. I mean, it's not something that teams typically go out and do because it's difficult. It's extremely risky. You got it. Like you said, you got to have the hubris, the cachet, like the charisma, everything has got to line up almost perfectly. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was going to be my, the end of my point there, job security. Mm -hmm. Joe Cronin is trying to keep his job. Like I said before, he did all this work, and it's just bad timing. It's an unfortunate situation. It is what it is at this point. You're not going to get a sexy, beautiful package in return. It's not going to happen. And I think at this point, it's about uh, you know preserving that relationship you have with Dame. Think about the Portland Trailblazers franchise, man. Think about all the great players they've had and kind of how poorly it went with so many of them with injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case with Dame. The case was they just couldn't build a good enough team around him, you know, um, the unfortunate stuff happened where the owner passed away um, in 2018 or something like that. And I just think the ownership and the front office since then has not been great. They haven't had a good coach. It's a different situation. I think at this point, if you're the Blazers who already don't get free agents and, you know, this, the way that they handle this Dame thing, I think it could get Cronin out of there. Like, I think if you try to trade him somewhere else and really start a bidding war and end up trading him somewhere else, not you're, I don't even like you're not just burning the bridge with Dame. You're like setting you're setting it to to it's a nuke. You're nuking that relationship well, with see, Dame. I, it's and, over and, and so with... is your job. I think like it just goes down so ugly and good mm-hmm. luck to that man finding another high level position if you burn that bridge with Dame after being in Portland working there for so long. Somebody like him should understand 
how important that relationship is, right? Not that we're from Portland. I don't understand it, but from from all accounts, like that's to me, that's why I think it's so stupid. Like you, at this point, it's unfortunate if you're them, but you just kind of you gotta get the make the best out of it. I, I don't think there's another there, there's another sleeper scenario. I think his best job security. I know nobody seems to agree with me in Portland on this. I think his best job security is to just make the trade because I think it buys him time because I I think there's an understanding. There was no offers out there and there was no way to just create it out of thin air. And now he's got essentially, I mean, how old is, is Anthony Simons? 23. Okay. Shannon Sharp is 19. Scoot is what? 18, 19. Like you've literally bought yourself time. Like, if they they turn this over, when they fired Olshi, and and there were a lot of reasons they fired Olshi, and he's responsible for a lot of this stuff, okay? But when they fired Olshi a couple years ago, Woj's guy, um, and they they brought in uh, Cronin, like, I, I, I think there was an understanding, and it seems like from the moves that they made, that they were going to rebuild, Right? So that was going to buy this new general manager, even if he had a long history in the organization. This was going to buy him time to try to turn the ship around. You are always, it's like in the NFL, you draft a young quarterback, it typically gives the general manager three years because you're going to give the general manager time to develop that guy and build the pieces around that guy. You don't see a lot of teams flip right then with the young guy. If you have a general manager and you have an older quarterback, like, I don't know what's going to happen with Joe Douglas in, in with the Jets this year, but you got Aaron Rodgers. Like, you need to win now, okay? You need to win now. Like, it's a different situation if you were still developing that terrible Zach Wilson or whatever, okay, or some other quarterback at this stage. But you have basically in Portland, you've drafted young guys who are not just young in terms of being draft. They're young for draft picks. I mean, they literally drafted Scoot and Shaden Sharp were the two youngest players in their drafts right or certainly a Shane Sharp was I believe a scoot was his top three youngest in his draft you you've gone young 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 so like I I don't understand I understand wanting to get maximize the asset I get that but this idea that he has to save his job by keeping Dame for what like you're ultimately you have two guys playing the same position, one who's 19 years old and one who's 33. How is that going to work? You play in Dame and Scoot together, and this is why the Heat are sitting there, kind of. And I don't, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it feels like they're kind of laughing at this because it's like the Blazers have telegraphed everything. You know what I mean? Like giving Jeremy Grant that money was not going to make Miami think, oh, well, they're really going to try to build around Dame now. That's none of it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh, before we go. I just I, I think we should read this one more time. You ready, guys? We're gonna do this. This is what the Portland Trailblazers gave to Dame Lillard over the past uh, eleven years: C.J. McCollum, Myers Leonard, Alfaruk Aminu, Mo Harkless, Yusuf Nurkic, Nick Batum, Anthony Simons, Alan Crabb. Did you ever watch Alan Crabb play? I don't know that I've – he played 231 games with Dame. I don't know that I can remember any of them. LaMarcus Aldridge, briefly. Evan Turner, Wesley Matthews, Ed Davis, Noah Vonley, Zach Collins, Joel Freeland, Robin Lopez, Nasir Little, Will Barton, Pat Connaughton, Jake Lehman. He has every right to ask out. He has every right to ask for one. Most of those guys are not even, I think, at their best. They're, they're barely fringe rotation players. 
lot of those guys. Can you, you even know, put a good barely. a good NBA starting lineup together with these guys that they? I guess you could if it was what, if yeah. it was. If you're, if you're talking about everybody in their primes, you know, Lamarcus, Batum, West, CJ, Lopez, you could put together a team there. The problem is, it's you got to put them all together, <laughs> and, and that's they're they're. <laughs> That's the issue right Myers there. Is the that, starting you know, these are, yeah, Myers is not on that team. I don't think Myers. Myers might start on this team. <laughs> no, I mean, well, Nurkic would probably start. I mean, they didn't even get the right guy from Denver. No, nope. They didn't even get the right guy from Denver. They got Nurkic instead of Jokic. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I know we were all over the place, but I felt like we needed to kind of comment on this. Uh, we are doing, if you hear this early in the morning or tonight, uh, we're recording this on Monday night. We're going to do a playback uh, in the morning, 930 in the morning on Caleb Martin and kind of the potential growth uh, in his game. Again, provided that he's with Miami. Uh, if he's in Portland, uh, he'll probably be, he would be like the third best player who's played for the Blazers over the past 10 years. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.